Welcome back to the Career Passport Podcast. My name is Rachel. And I'm Raquel. And today we have the wonderful opportunity to sit down with previous participant Angela Nielsen to talk about her experience last year and why she's excited to sign up for Career Passport in 2021. So welcome to the podcast, Angela. Thank you. Uh, what do they say? Um, Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> and so just to introduce yourself, we've said your name already, but if you would just tell us who you are, your title, and how long you've been with NBS so we can get to know you a little better, that would be great. Yeah, my name is Angela Nielsen, and I am a product manager in the payment strategy space. So I work with our payment hub and payment solutions. I've been with NBS for about 10 and a half years now. That's quite a tenure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit more about your career path with NBS? Absolutely. I actually came to NBS after completing a two-year grant in Spain, and it was Mm -hmm. the middle of a recession. And I had actually worked at Nelnet previously and liked the, the parent company Um, But I liked NBS because um, it wasn't so reliant on government regulations and changes. And so I actually started off as a bilingual assistant account manager because I had just come back from Spain and had been on the other line of trying to get customer service in a country where uh, they didn't speak my native language all the time. And so found that to be really interesting. And then after about six months, I became a higher ed account manager. And I was a higher account ed account manager for a number of years, got to work through some product development efforts on, in that team, and that sparked my interest in product development. And so about six years ago, I became a, was a product owner at that point in time for the K-12 side of the house, so learned about the K-12 side of the business and managed uh, payment plans. And that was also after the RenWeb acquisition and we started our Premier integration. So I became for the product person over Premier integration and our K-12 payment plan and billing products. And then just about a year ago, I moved into the payment solution space. So mm-hmm. been in product for almost six years now, which is crazy to think of. <laughs> Yeah, again, great tenure with the product team there, too. Over half of your career with NBS has been spent in that department. So I think that's a pretty good testament to how well you know your stuff as far as product and product development go. Four years, you almost feel like you have a degree in it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's interesting, too, because we've talked to other product managers and product owners, and they talk about how there really is no degree path for product development or product owner or management positions. It's more learn on the go and pick it up as you go along. So I think that's an interesting segue to talk about what we're here to talk about today with Career Passport, because... As our listeners know or may not know, uh, Career Passport is a way to develop your leadership skills no matter what position you're in. And I would love to know what inspired you to participate in the Career Passport program in 2020? Sure. So having always sort of organically grown within the company, I'd always looked at another position and said, oh, I, I think that suits what I what I'm strong in, or I think I could do do that job really well. So I've always sort of organically thought about career pathing. 
And what was interesting to me about Career Passport was the thought of maybe being more intentional about career growth. And I also really liked some of the topics. Um, there was a know yourself track, which was something that was really attractive to me, just that concept of intentionally sitting down and, and doing some introspection as well. So those were some of the things that I was hoping to get out of Career Passport. And so do you feel like you were able to know yourself a little better throughout the course of the program last year? Yeah, absolutely. There were a lot of different elements of the program uh, based on different either in-person sessions or the do-it-yourself activities that really allowed you to focus on things that you should consider, or maybe things you just don't take the time to think about if you're left on your own in the wild. So um, <laughs> I've ingrained a lot of the things that I encountered during Career Passport into my day-to-day -day life. I have a podcast that was one of the do-your-own, do-it-your-own activities, and I now I listen to it every day. It's a 10-minute podcast. It's become a part of my life. So um, I definitely feel like I've carried a lot of that forward mm -hmm throughout the program. Yeah. Which which one was that? It's the Optimal Living Daily oh podcast. Yes. Love and, that one. <laughs> and they have a finance one too. So I'm up to 20 minutes a day of optimizing my life thanks to <laughs> career Yes, for sure. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so Angela, I think you're kind of like me when you see an opportunity to learn or grow a little bit more, you kind of jump on it, but maybe you had some hesitations before you, you signed up for Career Passport last year. If you did, could you share some of those and then how you were able to overcome them? Yeah, I think one piece of it was a misconception that I had made in, in previous years, which was really a, a silly misconception that I had made, thinking that maybe this was more for our very entry-level staff and that's just not true at all because you can always grow. And, and like you said, the, the program's really for anybody, no matter what level they are. So I, you know, got over that sort of piece. And then I always question the amount of time that we have, because even in my day-to-day -day job, I'm constantly searching for time to get things done. And so how could I possibly do this on top of it? Uh, but I was really pleasantly surprised once I got into some of the activities that they're really not all that time consuming. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, in retrospect, after the whole program's over, I think that some of the things that I learned in Career Passport actually helped me be more efficient with my time. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think I got a pretty good return on investment in the time I put into uh, Career Passport. Yes, <laughs> we love great. hearing people say that. <laughs> so I want to ask this question too. You mentioned that you were really interested in the Know Yourself track and you do feel like you were able to get quite a bit out of that track, specifically being more efficient with your time and setting aside time to do personal development, like listening to that podcast on an ongoing basis, not just while Career Passport was running. So I would love to know, is there anything else from the previous year that you found the most beneficial or beneficial in addition to the things that you've already talked about? I found a ton of benefit in the books and I ended up opting into several of the book discussions, but even if I only would have participated in one, I think that was really where I found 
a lot of benefit, not only because I got reading a lot more, which was something I'd kind of set to the wayside. I'll, I'll read articles and stuff, but it was really nice to get back into the habit of reading books. I used to read books when I was on an airplane and now I'm never on an airplane. <laughs> so I got, got back to reading again. And even the, the book that I picked that was the most impactful was Dare to Lead. And I think just the things that you had to think through and consider, and even if you read a book and you didn't necessarily love every little piece of that book, you still learn something about yourself and how you interact with people or how you think, or just things that you wouldn't spend time thinking about outside of of the chance to sit and read the book. So I found the books uh, really impactful and I am a evangelist for Dare to Lead now. (laughs) Same here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, we love that book and we're excited to say that it's coming back for 2021 for a (laughs) three-peat. So another thing that is coming back for 2021 is you, Angela. You have already committed to signing up for the Career Passport Program for 2021. Can you share with us what you're hoping to accomplish or learn from doing it again? Absolutely. You know, I think about self-improvement as an iterative process, right? You learn new things. For example, I was listening to the Optimum Living Daily podcast. I, I That became a part of me. It became a part, ingrained into my daily ritual and, and how I, you know, the information that I soak up during the day. And there's room for more things, you know, to find what else I can add to make myself even more efficient or, you know, understand how to handle um different situations better to handle stress better. So for example, one of the items last year was quick video on the benefits of meditation. Mm -hmm. And I did that one later on in in the year and I finally buckled down in January said my my goal is going to be to meditate every day. So now that's a part of sort of my day to day and really just finding more things that I can enrich my life with. It's, it's never really done. There's always a something else you can add. I I like to think of the phrase a lot, uh, progress over perfection. Mm. Uh, There's always little changes that you can make. So I'm looking forward to some more of those little changes I can make or little tricks I can learn to enrich myself and become a a better coworker and a better human. Yes, I love that so much. (laughs) So I want to stay on this topic for just a second because I thought of something while you were speaking and I know meditation was one of your daily goals and you also won a gratitude journal in our wrap-up celebration last year and I know that you've been using that because we've talked about it. Could you share a little bit more about how you've incorporated that gratitude journal into your daily practice as well? Yeah, so when I jumped into the meditation goal that I had, the gratitude journal was perfect to accompany that uh, because it has a morning meditation section and an evening reflection session. And so the gratitude journal starts off with what is today's focus? What's an affirmation for today? Uh, A list of things that you're grateful for what you're excited about for the day, and then how you're going to make space for gratitude today. 
And that's been incredibly helpful, especially in the morning. There's been some other things I've read too that talk about setting an intention for the morning and setting a focus for the morning helps you get on the right path. And then just writing down all of these positive things before you even get to work. You've already spent some time getting excited about the day and then the day starts. And I think that that's been really helpful. And then there's an evening reflection section as well, which are, you know, what good things happened today? What did I do to make a positive difference today? Um, And also has some check boxes to take stock of what emotions you felt and then a positive thought to carry you to sleep. So I think I've incorporated it in a way that it just keeps me on the, on the more positive side of things rather than the stressful side of things. And even if something stressful happened, the journal is so skewed towards the positive that it helps you really put into perspective. Was it the end of the world or, you know, did you learn something from it? Or maybe we were all in a tough situation, but you know, we were all trying to move it for move a, an idea or move the company forward, even if it was a little stressful to get through it at, at that mm-hmm. point in time. So, um, and it's not always professional stuff that goes into it. You know, there's a lot of personal stuff that's kind of fun too. Wow. Definitely. That sounds like a great journal. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm glad we were able to incorporate that into the prize package last year. We'll have to definitely consider putting that back in for this year. So I'd like to switch gears just a little bit and talk about this year in Career Passport, because not only are you coming back for year number two, but you've also agreed to lead a book group for us this year. So could you tell us a little more information or anything you'd like to share about your upcoming book group session? Yeah, so I am going to be uh reading the seven habits of highly effective people. It's going to be the best book discussion. So everyone. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, that book, you know, I also read the how to win friends and influence people in, in the last book. And there are all these books that you hear about, you know, inevitably, if you start looking at professional growth and growth and personal improvement books. And I, I really think that having a group of your coworkers to sit around and talk about the things that you found effective, um, it's just really fun because not only are the, is there another group of people who have sat down and said, you know what, I think this is something I'm really interested in learning about and potentially incorporating into my life and hearing the different perspectives of your coworkers. Um, but also, like I said, the chance to sit down and, and evaluate these things, you know, how effective do I think I am? Could I be more effective? And having a, a, a blueprint for maybe how to progress a little bit more. Again, that doesn't mean that once you read this book, you're going to be the most efficient person on the planet, but how how can you feel better about how effective you're being in your day-to-day life? So the book clubs are, are great. I really like the the discussion and different perspectives that come up from different people, you know, based on their job or just to their background with a company even. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. The book groups are great. Okay, Angela. So earlier you talked about some of your hesitations and one of those was time commitment. Is there anything that you want to tell anybody who's interested in signing up for the program, but is worried about the time commitment aspect of it? Yes. What I would say is that 
you don't need to set aside hours and hours and hours to do career passport. It really is a half hour here, 10 minutes there, 20 minutes there. Even with the book programs, if if it's been a while since you've read a book, there are suggested reading schedules that really help yourself pace um, out how many pages you need to read by when. And so it's not a giant undertaking. It's mostly being consistent about making time. I know we had a lot of people who were in our operations team, you know, maybe during busy season, they didn't have enough time. So also maybe budget out when you think you will have more of those little half hour, 20 minute snippets. And the other thing that I think is nice and is is great about NBS is that this is a program that the company stands behind. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times a leader is 100% behind letting people take the time to participate in the meetings and the different events and, and to take time to be able to do a little bit of article here and then the Nelnet University classes. And I remember being even hesitant to think that the Nelnet University classes were going to take forever. And then Lindsay Bauer said, they're like a half hour long. And that completely (laughs) changed my mindset. So it's not about, you know, days or weeks. It's about little pockets of time here and there. And Mm -hmm. if you do have a busy season, you know, just plan to to maybe do more um, earlier on and then less during busy season. So it's 100% manageable. I love that advice that you just gave, and it's such a great segue into the last question that we have for you this afternoon, but do you have any other final advice for this year's Career Passport participants to get the most out of the program? I think the biggest piece of advice around Career Passport is that you're going to get from it what you give to it, right? I like to think about if you sign up with like a nutrition coach or a personal trainer, if they tell you to do 20 push-ups and you only do 15, well, that's not anything that's going to hurt the personal trainer, right? But it's going to make you less stronger. And so I think the biggest piece of advice is get really curious and find those things that really resonate with you and and just sign up because there there's something for everybody across all the tracks and again even if you read something and you're like well that was kind of silly you still learn something from that so i would just say if you're looking to do a little extra investment for yourself then just go for it you know and nobody's going to think ill of you if you don't get all, you know, things completed, you know, even if you don't complete, you're still going to learn something. Excellent advice. Well, Angela, I just want to say thanks for being willing to hop on the podcast with us today. I think you've got some great insight for the program for this year, and I am definitely looking forward to the book group that you're leading. So can't wait to read the seven habits of highly effective people with you. That was going to be fun.